0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'll be joined by Donna Moritz, and we're going to explore why and how you should use animated visuals in your social media and your content. By the way, if you want to reach me, you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com, and let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery.
1: Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This
0: week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What did you find, Eric?
1: This week, I found a really cool video app that'll augment your email.
0: Okay, talk to me. What is it? What does that mean exactly?
1: So we all know that sometimes email can be a bit of a mess when it comes to going back and forth and trying to clarify that you said things the right way and then they understood it or that they reply and and they're giving you what you need and back and forth. And with this cool tool called Loom, L-O-O-M, you can send quick replies using video instead of text and even show people what you're talking about because it has the ability to screen share – even with your own face down in the little, in the lower corner while you're talking them through something.
0: Yeah, you sent me an example of it and it looked like it took a screenshot of your screen and I could see like a little bubble of your face kind of talking in the bottom corner. Um, tell me, like, how does it functionally work as far as capturing whatever you're recording?
1: Yeah, so what it does is, and again, this is a, a Gmail plugin or uh, a Chrome plugin even more specifically. It, you don't have to just use it for Gmail. And you click the button up in the corner, and like other screen-sharing software that we're familiar with, like uh, ScreenFlow, it gives you a countdown. And before that, it asks you, you know, uh, what do you want me to record? Your desktop, a tab, uh, your camera, what audio? And you select those things, and then it counts down and starts recording. And then uh, you just say what you need to say. You point out what you need to point out. And then when you're done, you hit done. And it will literally drop that video as a playable video with a little play button right there in Gmail and or give you a URL if you want to share it some other way.
0: This sounds a lot like Jing, J-I-N-G. I I don't know if you've ever used it by TechSmith. Uh, It's mostly like a screen capturing tool where you can add arrows and stuff, but you can actually create little videos and then you get a link, you know. Um, But but this actually plays inside the email, huh? So you don't have to actually... That's cool. Yeah,
1: I, I, I sent a test to myself and literally opened it up in uh, Gmail myself and clicked play, and it just played right there inside of Gmail. And I think that's the, the real bonus here is the fact that, again, instead of writing three paragraphs of text and hoping you understand what I'm saying, I can go show you by screen share and by you seeing my face as I'm talking you through something.
0: Now, does it just capture what's in the Chrome browser or does it capture the whole screen?
1: It can be the desktop if you want it to.
0: Um, So is this free?
1: It is free. Yes, you get unlimited video storage, and you can even get that link to share your video other places. You've got video metrics to see how many people have viewed your video, Hmm. and you can even download them and then archive them or delete them. (laughs) And you can even password protect them. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, so, for a free service, that's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm impressed because as I was reading through their material, like I was reading through their roadmap of what they're working on and all that kind of stuff, and I, I was already super impressed by this tool.
0: So um, it's only available as a Chrome plugin. It's not a Firefox plugin, it sounds like. Um, you know, for those of us that use Firefox, what a bummer. <laughs> I know. Um, and it but it, but, but anyone can receive it, right? It's not like you have yes. to view it on a Chrome. Like I think you sent it to me and I looked at it on my iPhone and it worked. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's the, it's the sending of it. That's a bit restrictive by only being able to do it on Chrome on the desktop, but being able to receive it anywhere else is pretty cool. So where do we find this? So to find this, you can go check it out at useloom.com. That's U S E dot com. Awesome.
0: Eric, thanks for bringing us this brand new find. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast To make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now over to this week's interview with Donna Moritz.
1: Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide.
0: This week, I'm excited to be joined by Donna Moritz. If you don't know who Donna is, she's a visual marketing expert and she blogs over at Socially Sorted, which was recognized as one of Social Media Examiner's top 10 social media blogs in 2015, 2016, and 2017. Donna, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Mike. It's always a pleasure. I'm really
0: glad to be here. Awesome. Well, today Donna and I are going to explore ways to animate still images. Um, So Donna, video is obviously very hot, but a lot of people aren't excited about um, recording themselves on camera. And there's so many cool tools that are available to kind of take still images and make them into moving pictures. So that's kind of the lead into what we're going to be talking about today. So um, let's start with um, why we should animate still images. What's kind of the advantages when it comes to social media marketing?
2: Sure. So you hit the nail on the head. Video is huge, but it can be overwhelming knowing where to start. And, um, you know, quite simply animated visuals, they say they help catch attention on a newsfeed. As you know, everything just moves so fast and, uh, not everyone can be you know, doing an episode of the Truman Show and being online 24-7 with live videos, so it's good to have a mix of content. So one definition of anim- animation is to sort of make a movie by combining together drawings or photographs or computer graphics, and uh, essentially animated visuals are manipulating electronic images of some sort or photos or images to uh, create a moving image or some sort of continuous motion and they catch attention and they draw people in to engage. Um, And with the news feeds moving so fast, you you often hear that term that, you know, we have the the attention of a goldfish. And I really believe – that it's less about uh, short attention spans and more about making lightning-fast decisions on what we engage with. I think the millennials get a bit of a bad rap with that, but I, I really believe that they're ninjas at doing that. You know, they they have shrewd filters, and we all do. We've, we've conditioned ourselves to make very quick decisions. So as marketers, if you can... Um, find ways to catch attention and to add value in short, really snappy ways, then, then you're off on, on a good path. And I think animated visuals can really do that. Um, there's an interesting stat that I read recently uh, that it takes 50 milliseconds to create a first impression. That's pretty fast. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was, yeah, yeah, I was like, well, we've got no hope. Uh, that was actually from a research um, study they did on websites so they made that um, analysis from the basis of someone saying whether something was a positive or a negative experience looking at websites and how quickly they made that decision. But then there was a second study um, a couple of years back, uh, I think it was MIT, revealed that it takes just 13 milliseconds to process an image. So we do have hope. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's about eight times faster than they thought it was previously. So we are making very snap decisions about visual content. And if you're looking to make a first impression with your audience, and maybe you need to sort of nurture them so that they do want to engage with your content before you jump into live video or, or longer form video, then uh, it's a really great way to make short, snappy videos. Uh, these animated videos that will catch attention and help people to make that decision about whether to engage. So, yeah, um, I think yeah, so many people. How I've put it together lately.
0: Yeah, and so many, so many, uh, there's so much going on on the various social channels that yes. you want to stand out. And while a good image will definitely help you stand out, if there's a little bit of movement in that image, and yes. all the other images don't have any movement. I think it makes logical sense that my eye might get kind of uh, attracted to it, all things being equal. So I think, um, I think, and we've experimented with this on various social channels like Instagram and Facebook, yeah, same you know, and I think that there's something here and it's my hope that everyone that's listening today that is creating any kind of video or any kind of still image will Listen to what we're gonna talk about today because it's not super complicated to do a lot of what we're talking about. And if it can get you a little bit more exposure or it can get you a little bit more engagement or higher clicks, then these are things absolutely worth experimenting with and you should test. In the end you should test. So um, let's talk about the different formats. I know there are sure. there's more than one format. So talk to us about what are the formats when it comes to animating still images.
2: No problem. So I guess this is just my impression of the different types of formats. I don't think there's sort of like categories per se, but there's three or four. So the first one is your short one to three second animated Im- images, and they're the ones that you mentioned earlier uh, just just before about uh, – you know, on Instagram, social media examiner's been doing those short animated images. So generally, it's a fixed background or maybe the image might change, but the text usually is the part that animates. And it can be the text animating or it can be in a, in a short slideshow format. And the second one is, uh, you're going to make me say it first, <laughs> is, the, is the GIFs. <laughs> Now, I saw a huge debate on Facebook yesterday with some people, many marketers that we know, debating about how to say gifts. I think GIFs won. Yeah, um, versus
0: GIFs, just in case anybody's wondering GIF. what the alternative yeah. is. And look, yes. we'll just agree that if we end up saying it one way or the other, it's all good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: So there's so, GIFs. Uh, You're calling it GIFs, yeah. right? Okay, good. I'll,
2: I'll call it GIFs, yes. Okay. Apparently, the, the founder stated that it was GIFs and that's where the controversies come, but I think people are used to saying GIFs on the whole. Anyway, so they are, a I guess, an animated silent loop and they've become hugely popular. Like It was that they were just on social media and occasionally on blog posts and in emails, but now with messaging being so huge with Slack and Facebook Messenger, uh, the number of gifts that are being used on messaging um, has been massive and they basically have become uh, an emotional – I think it was a Digital Trends article I saw. They said it, that they've become an emotional currency on the web allowing people to react in ways that words don't allow. So we've really taken that on board. It's become part of our cultural it's literacy. Like, it's kind of like words.
0: emojis but but taken yes. to a new level, right?
2: Yeah, and sometimes you just can't express. I mean I did a blog post recently about – just some, uh, I guess, some strategies or tactics that are just driving me crazy in social media. And the only way I could express it was to use uh, a GIF that I shared of <laughs> one of the Muppet characters looking really frustrated. Mm. So it, it can be really powerful to express something. And they play on a loop and can be used in so many different ways. So that's the second one. The third one is short video. I guess I'll just categorize this as short video. It's not really your really short one, two three, second um Animations, but it's more so your sort of you know three to ten second videos, the things you might create on on using the Ripple app or something like that. And then you have, I guess, I wanted to include this as a category because I think it it blends the the uh, it blends from from video into animated video, and that's your Instagram stories and Snapchat stories because mm-hmm. really they're very animation esque. You know, they allow you to share quick. Successions of images or video, so you feel like you're in some sort of animated kind of um, story. So, they're all easy to create, and I think with the tools we have available now, uh, things have really changed up. Animation is not just something reserved to, you know, for Walt Disney and his team. It's it's or for graphic designers over the recent years, it's now available to everyone.
0: So, if we take the Instagram stories and the Snapchat stories, and we put them to the side everything else that's left yes. for the most part is moving pictures without audio, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here, with, especially yeah. with GIFs and with some of these shorter things. It's not about the audio. It's more about the motion. Am I right?
2: On the whole, I think as you get into the short videos, you can add some, add some audio, but it tends to be music. For the most part, it's music. But I wouldn't discount, and we might not get into this in a deep way, but I wouldn't discount being able to give really quick tips or how-tos or, you know, those sorts of quick messages. Uh, they can be really powerful. So if, if it is you doing a voiceover or a face-to-camera, then uh, that, that can be really powerful too. So, But for the most part, they're without audio.
0: So I want to start with GIFs. Um, you, I want to kind of dig into the pros and cons of using them. I know that you mentioned um I know there are services out there that have taken copyrighted material like the muppets and you know made yeah. animated moving characters from that but I don't necessarily want to just zoom in on that. Um I'm assuming most marketers are going to want to create their own GIFs somehow, you know, to convey yes. something. So talk to me about kind of what's the pros and what's the cons of using GIFs in your marketing and in your communications.
2: Yes, for sure. And I would say, going on that thread, I would never create. I wouldn't recommend anyone takes video that's copyrighted and makes something. If you're going to share something that's already out there, that's different. But don't you know? Don't create it from scratch unless you have permission, or you know, you're able to use that content. Use that content. So I think there's many pros and cons. And gifts in particular are silent, so they can be handy for people to consume inform- information or content while they're doing more than one thing, or they're on a train, or they don't want to play the sound. Uh, they can work really well on websites and on blog posts to highlight particular emotions and add um, add, add humour or even just break up the post. Um, and uh, they can be great in emails too. I think the thing with email is that you need to be careful about the size of them because they can really suck up the megabytes. So be sure that you can press them down and uh, and do that before you upload them into your to your email because some of the email service providers will truncate the email before delivery. And
0: Let, let's pause for a second. I want to zoom in a little bit. So the blog posts and the emails things I think are interesting because they're autoplay. So yeah. for example, Facebook. Um, you know, we cover the news uh, every week in our live show, and Facebook often has. As do other social networks and and Twitter, I think does this too on their blog. They have animated images, kind of showing a new feature, and it makes it really good for us to be able to um, on our live show show these animations in a looping fashion because they they just autoplay and um, and when they're in an email too. I mean, I would imagine if you have email subscribers and you want to convey something important to them, having a very simple loop that animates is. Gonna look really awesome because generally speaking, they autoplay on almost all the email clients, right? So, like showing yes. someone like uh, how to do something with a screen capture kind of thing, I think is hugely beneficial. And um, yeah, I mean, I love seeing them. TechCrunch uses them all the time as well.
2: Yeah, and Buffer, Buffer does them as well. They're, it's, I think those how to. uh animations are very very powerful it's not all about funny funny gifs right uh but one thing i would say is just be careful that you don't use them sparingly like i would never do more than one in an email hmm. uh i had to i sent an email out to the wrong group of my subscribers once so i did use a gif because i wanted to apologize and it was just a you know an emotion one but i think if you have too many it can be a bit like having too many strobe lights going off at a nightclub and yeah it can be a bit disturbing so just you know one or two to maximum on, an, on a on on a blog post or a. What about a, on the uh, social networks?
0: Um, how do they how do they play on, on the various social networks in, from your experience?
2: Sure, there's. There seems to be a difference between some of the networks as far as whether they autoplay. Uh, I know with websites and emails you can autoplay. Instagram, as you scroll over the videos, can play if you've got autoplay set up. Facebook, I think, generally is pressed to play. Twitter is pressed to play, um, and Pinterest, I believe, is pressed to play as well. So it just depends, and I think it can depend on your settings. In particular, particular phone, like I have video set off autoplay on my phone. So. Um,
0: and do it, they generally? They generally show the thumbnail almost like a video, don't they? But it's got yeah, the it word like GIF, doesn't it, with the play button or yes. something like that? Okay.
2: Yeah, but in messaging, it's automatic. They. They just play away.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, cool. Very cool. Yes. So, um, so far you mentioned some of the cons are you can overdo it. Um, another con you said was that it, the file sizes can get very, very large. Um, yes. Are there well, any the other,
2: other? Another one I thought of was uh, just to be very aware of the type of content you're creating and what the purpose is. If you're creating a video and you turn it into a GIF and it really could be a longer, like it really needs to be a longer form video, then don't turn it into a gif like just be aware of the length Mm -hmm. uh i think some people sort of you know might might be converting things that don't need to be converted so uh the idea is usually that it's pretty short and very straight to the point you don't want to be having a gif that's got like 50 steps in it to, to do something you might be better off just showing a video of that so
0: given the fact that on the social platforms you have to click to play um would it be better on those platforms to create a video of the exact same animation rather than a GIF because of the uh, autoplay feature, which a lot of people have defaulted on?
2: Tough question because I don't know whether the GIFs autoplay in exactly the same way. Uh, I think it probably just depends on the type of, you know, the type of video no, if well, you but, want it-
0: But what I'm saying is like whatever software, we'll get into apps and stuff that you can yeah. use, but presumably the software allows you to export it as a GIF or as a, Video, right? And I would imagine if you're posting it up on a blog post or putting it in an email, there might be an advantage to having it be a GIF because of that autoplay function, which is default by most browsers, versus um, on the social networks, like a lot of people autoplay video. And I would imagine, especially on Facebook, unless they've default yeah. shut that off. So in that case, if the tool uh-huh. would allow, I would imagine you might want to export that same animation as a video. What do you What are your thoughts on that specifically when you're it, posting it on social?
2: Yeah, if you're trying to get it to be autoplay, I think you know definitely export it. Just depends on the platform whether they'll allow it, allow it to be. Right. Some of them just expect it to be uploaded as a video anyway. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I think yeah, if you can definitely experiment with which format it is. I know when you up, when you upload them into blog posts and that they do upload as gifts. And uh, yeah, th- th- I've, I've actually converted them you know, they, they look like a GIF, but they upload as a video into Facebook. So, yeah, just experiment with what works best and what sort of reach you're getting. But I've seen people get really good reach um, with and some of these tools. One sure. of the things
0: you mentioned is that uh, the GIF is a non-audio looping. But I've also seen some of the shorter videos on Facebook automatic, automatically loop. So I think you could probably create the same kind of effect if you wanted to create a loop with some of these short videos. Because at least I've noticed – on Facebook, yes. short videos seem to loop. I don't know how, what the yeah. You know, I link. think
2: it's. I had it. I think the length last time I looked was under thirty seconds. Hmm. It will loop, uh, but it loops for a maximum of ninety seconds. So shorter videos can be quite handy in that sense. You know, if you're nearing the thirty second mark, you can make a decision about whether you want it to loop. But I think the looping can be really powerful because people then watch it for longer. Um, but video views count after I think about three seconds on Facebook.
0: Got
2: it. Uh, but yeah, so just being aware of some of those things as well is definitely worth it.
0: Now I don't know how familiar you are with the Vine camera, but um, a lot of people listening know that Vine shut down, but Twitter yes. Twitter decided to keep the Vine camera integrated into Twitter. I don't know does that does that export video or is that a GIF or is that its own kind of funky format? Do you have any knowledge on that?
2: I haven't I haven't looked at it since Vine shut down. To be honest, I didn't realize it was still on there, but I yeah I. I did think of Vine when we were talking about this earlier and I thought I'd, uh, I wasn't yeah, so, sure whether so here's to go into it. Turned, it, <laughs> it
0: turned into a camera only. Yeah. So it's just a camera for recording, um, looping videos. I think well,
2: that's good. I'm pretty that's sure the there's,
0: a, there's an audio component, so it's gotta be a video format. Well, let's get, yeah, let, it
2: must be like their old format, which is good that they've kept that option for people to use it. Cause a lot of people love making Vine videos.
0: Exactly. No, yeah. All right. Well, let's get it. Let's get into some of the tools. Um, uh, You know, let's start wherever you want to start because a lot of people, like, this is the part they're most interested in learning about, like, how do I create my own GIF or how do I create my own animated images? Where do you want to start with this?
2: Sure. So there's a few tools. I've got a couple uh, that will just do the really short video, like the snippets, uh, then some that will do the slightly longer videos, and then some GIF tools, uh, just a couple of each we can Zip through a couple of them. Yep, let's do Uh, it. So the first one that I'd say, if people just want to get started with animation, is uh, Adobe Spark Post. Because when you create your image, obviously they've got templates for adding text. Uh, You can click on the animation function and it will easily animate your your image, and a lot of people don't realise that it's even there. So it, it's it's on with all the functions as you as you're processing your image, and you basically just you know choose your template and style, and then choose from a number of animation styles. So you can blur it, really just brings in the text. So you you can blur your text in, or slide it in from the side, or it can fade uh, to full quality. Uh, text or um, you know there's all these different terms there's four or five different options but for a really easy super fast in your hand on mobile way of animating you can't go past adobe spark for that that's a great one
0: so hold on Uh, is it adobe spark or adobe spark post are those the same thing
2: adobe spark post so it's the post. It's the post one. So when you're doing images, so you're creating an image mm-hmm. and you're uh, turning it into an animation.
0: So I'm assuming so, you can up you can upload a photograph if you want into it and then animate the text over the top of it. Is that kind of what I hear you saying?
2: I think it's their text templates. Uh, you can change. Yeah, if, if you can change the background on that one, then definitely. Like it just depends on the different templates that you use. So, but it's their text. Um, is it free? The Adobe Spark Post is free. Perfect.
0: Yes. And, yep. and um, I'm assuming it's only on a mobile device or do they have a desktop app as well, do you know, or a web browser? I have a
2: desktop app, but I have, I have a feeling, and I may be wrong if they've changed things recently, but you can only do the animations on the phone last time I looked. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's more a really mobile version, a very quick way to do it. So the next tool is, the, well, there's two of them. We've got Ripple and Legend, and they're both now available on iOS and Android, which is great. And Ripple is a tool that allows you to either – you you can upload uh, images and add text, so they have lots of different templates. It is a paid tool to use more of their features, so I think it's like $9 a month or something like that. Um, How do you spell it? You, Ripple, R-I-P-L dot com. Okay. And it's – it's great for doing little slideshow animations. So you can take sort of, I think it's eight, three to eight or ten images and create a slide a show and then it will convert it into a video. So it does end up being a video, not a GIF. And they have some great templates. It's really great for someone like, you know, it could be a personal trainer doing some sort of how-to or a, a business showing how to do something or like a real estate agent could uh, showcase different homes and and use a slideshow feature. So some of their templates allow you to change the text at the bottom or, you know, on some position on the screen. And others of their templates allow you to uh, change out the text on every single slide. So you've got a bit more uh, leeway with with how you're adding the text and the images. So it can be great. So,
0: so so far, Spark Post and Ripple are for videos specifically, right? For creating animations that that are in video for it.
2: Yeah, Spark is a really short videos, like the one or two, two seconds, three seconds max. Ripple will allow you to go a bit longer, even I think some of them go up to about thirty seconds, depending on the settings that you do. Mm. But they're great for Instagram and Facebook videos, uh, and gives you a lot of scope. You can use, I think, you can use your own photos or or their templates and that sort of thing. And Legend is one that's been around for a while a bit longer than Ripple, and it's very similar in that you can you know, upload images, add text overlays, and it becomes uh, like an animated image, but less functionality as far as doing slideshows, so you can't really do the whole multi-image thing at the moment. Um, is it spelled Ripple's just
0: like it sounds? L-E-G-E-N-D? Legend.
2: Yes, l e n l e g e n d. I think it's legend.im. I'll and, give you the
0: link. And is that. that one also a monthly subscription like Ripple is or no?
2: Uh, I think that one's, it's been a while since I bought it. It'd be free or you can um, upgrade to get different functions, I think.
0: So what makes it different than Ripple in your opinion? How is it different?
2: It's more of, it's a bit more similar to Adobe Spark in that you're just doing uh, the animation on the image, but you can do multiple images. So it takes it a bit further than Adobe Spark post, but, and you can add video in as well uh, Ripple allows you to sort of add more more content, I guess, and do the slideshows. So they're kind of different but similar end result. You get a a, a video with uh, slides or different changing text.
0: Do these tools leave a watermark with their brand on it, or, is, or can or is that luck, hopefully not the case?
2: No, you can you can do like the pro versions to get to get watermark removed. It's like most apps, you know, the the basic version. Gotcha. We'll, we'll the watermark, and then you can upgrade.
0: Got it. Okay. So so far we've talked about uh, Adobe Spark Post, Ripple, and Legend, and you mentioned that there was. Are there any other apps that you wanted to mention?
2: Sure. So if you're creating a, a, a GIF, uh, these there's a couple that I just wanted to mention. So one, I guess is I guess the the main GIF website is. Giphy, giph dot com, and it's it's got the biggest search engine of gifts existing gifts. If you're looking to search for something and share it, and you don't want to create from scratch, but the thing that I love about it, there's a, there's a few different tools that allow you to, uh, you know, share share gifts. But the thing that I love about this one is that it has really good tools for making your own custom gifts. So you can either add a a video link in. Um, so like a YouTube video or your own video, and that will create a GIF you can edit at which point you which you want it to start at and finish and how long you want the GIF to be so you can play around with the different effects. And then they also have a GIF maker uh, or a slideshow GIF maker where you can take pictures, uh, any any JPEGs you have, you can just basically drag and drop them in. Uh, oh, that is so cool. GIFs.
0: That's perfect for anybody yeah. who wants to do kind of a little showcase of um, yeah. like a multiple screenshot kind of thing, I would imagine, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you just drag them in and it's super fast. If you've already got the content ready, and this is what I like about it, you can take existing content, make a slideshare, slideshow or a sort of like a GIF mashup. Uh, you can uh, also... Add, they've got effects and things you can do so you can add uh, captions or you can add subtitles and animated text to the, the gif so there's like an extra section you can go to and, and add a few effects like all that meme text if you want to add it or they've got some animated emojis and things like that that you can add uh, and, yeah, so basically, you know, with, with those added effects and stickers, and it, it can be very eye-catching. Again, I'd recommend don't overdo it too much. Sometimes just keeping it simple with just animating your images can be the best way to go. Now, if you want to go from there where you're creating something from existing content, uh, another way to do it is a screencast. Now, for a lot of businesses, we have content that we can share on our screen, you know, might be how to create something or you know, just, just showing websites or showing how-tos. Like we said before, TechCrunch and Buffer do that a lot. And so one, there's two tools that I've found that have been really good for that. One is called RecordIt, R-E-C-O-R-D-I-T, and that works on Mac and Windows. So you just once you download the, it's like an app for your desktop, and it's an, a really easy quick button record that basically you just press record and you drag a frame over your screen to where you want to record the screen and it makes a gif from the recording so it's specifically designed to make a gif
0: that is uh, so cool so you could yeah, but, you could sh- move your mouse around and it will just capture like every couple of microseconds or whatever the movement yeah. of the mouse
2: yeah. So it's really, you know, and it's a really great way to quickly create content if you if you want to get a message across. I think, you know, for also for your social media marketing, also just sharing with your team, there's so many different ways you can use it. Now, the second one, one of my community members pointed this out when we were talking about GIFs and I've checked it out and it looks like a really good option, is screencast Omatic, uh, And that works on Windows and Mac and it's really great if you maybe need a cheaper alternative to Screenflow or Camtasia because obviously they're expensive tools, or maybe you're working between two different operating systems because it works it basically allows you to again take a quick screencast. You can upgrade to pro for like, I think it's twenty-nine dollars or something like that per year, which allows you to do longer screencasts. So you can do up to fifteen minutes, but you can do longer if you if you get the pro version. And the thing that I love about it is that you can save those files, you can use them as video, you can use them, you can convert them to YouTube, whatever you want to do, Um, you know, upload them to Facebook as a video. But then you can just with a simple click or two, you can change that MOV file to a GIF. And you can start to create GIFs from them as well. So I think that that's a really cool tool, Mm. very affordable for people that don't want to invest in big screencasting tools. Uh, Plus, they get the bonus of being able to create GIFs.
0: Intriguing. So, So, So just to be clear, record it, Yep. and Screencastomatic. Re- matic sounds like it's like ScreenFlow or Camtasia, but it's a kind of a more economical version, and it does allow you after you record a video a to export GIF. it as a GIF. Is that what I hear you saying? Yep.
2: Yeah, definitely. Where record it, true.
0: record it will do the same thing, or, yes. or won't it? Uh,
2: okay. It's more. It's more so uh, focused on on GIFs. So record it is. Uh, Basically, you just capture your screen and then turn it into a GIF. I don't think it may have a basic video file, but the idea is it's for GIFs. That's the sort of the the idea. Uh, When the other two that I was going to mention too, uh, just jumping back to jumping back to those really simple ways of creating animations would be, you know, comparing to. Adobe Spark post would be something like the boomerang app on Instagram can be a really quick way to create something that's animated and just get that that movement into your image. And that's become super popular. <laughs> I think there's a lot of boomerangs on Instagram at the moment. So it's basically creating a, a quick video that loops back and forth. So they say it's not a photo, it's not a GIF, it's a boomerang, whatever that is. <laughs> mm, right. And the other one uh, that I've seen is a, a tool called Photo. P H H H O T O, and that basically does a similar thing to boomerang, uh, and it it takes oh it does it through taking a burst from your camera. You know when you take those accidentally sometimes take a photo burst right. of a bunch of photos, it will combine them into a forward backward loop, a bit like boomerang. So a good way to use up your photo bursts. By the so way, this
0: recorded thing looks really awesome. Um, yeah. It looks Uh really cool. I just went to their website. It's recordit.co. And it looks like, like you mentioned, it's Mac and Windows. And it looks like it's just a very easy way to create um, really slick animated uh, GIFs, which I think is really cool. And it looks like, I'm guessing they must have a free version and a pro version because they they say get the pro version. I don't know exactly how much the pro pro version. Oh, $29 for the Mac pro version.
2: Yeah, a lot of them seem to be sort of $20, $30 for the year or one-off, which is pretty pretty affordable if you're going to start doing these things. Um,
0: So, which one – I mean, we mentioned a whole bunch. Which one do you recommend we start with if we're doing uh, video and which one do you recommend we start with if we're doing GIFs?
2: Video – if if you're looking to do really short video, I'd just start out and – you know, just play with Adobe Spark Post or maybe Ripple. Ripple is a really popular uh, app at the moment. A lot of people are using it on Instagram. Uh, if you're going to do screencasts, I would definitely, you know, try out the, the, the free version of Recorded. But if you're looking to do something longer, then Screencast O Matic is a good option. And as far as uh, GIFs, creating GIFs, just from scratch with your own content, I think Giphy's a great place to start. I use Giphy to make a little screencast, a little, sorry, a little GIF uh, of a whole bunch of tip images I had, and it literally took me minutes. It wow. was Cool. Yeah. And then I, I could upload it to Facebook. You get more reach from that post and it didn't take me a lot of time. I'd already created the images. They were actually images I'd already posted out on Instagram, but I just mashed them together and then added a couple of joiner images as well. So, and you've got up to 10 images. There's a, a lady uh, called Amanda. She's uh, from, a, she's a blogger here in Australia. She's got a blog called Cooker and a Looker. And she, she saw me post about this, and so she went and uh, used the. She made a, a video um, of animated, or video made of, of images, and uh, posted up to Facebook, and, and ended up with you know huge reach for her page, and something like three thousand vid- visits to her website. So very cool. Um, yeah, it can be very powerful.
0: Now speaking of Facebook, um, I think that. We mentioned we mentioned in pre-show that there was a couple apps that are actually from Facebook that we should mention. Do you want to talk about those?
2: Sure. There's one in particular. Actually, that was the one that um, Amanda used. So it was. It's called uh, Facebook slideshow. So basically, it's super simple. You can go into Facebook, and as you get to the write something part where you're putting your status update. Now in your, on your Facebook page, you'll see a whole bunch of different options, and there's share a photo or video, uh, there's advertise your business, get sign-ups, get messages, create an offer, etc. If you click on share a photo or video, then a whole bunch of options come up, and a lot of people don't realize these are there, so you can upload photos or video like you always could. You can create a photo album or a video or photo carousel, and then you can create a slideshow, and the slideshow is brilliant because you can just throw in three to 10 images, and Then you can just choose your aspect ratio, make it square, rectangle, vertical, whatever you want to make it, depending on where you're going to post it. You can change your image duration so that they're from 0.5 seconds up to 5 seconds. Um, You can transition. You can choose basic transitions and you can add basic music. They've got a whole bunch of different music styles in there. And then it's basically just a matter of publishing it to Facebook. And for most businesses who are time poor and maybe just – Dipping their toe into making video or animated video, this can be a really great tool to use. I've I've used it; it's super simple. Uh, I've seen a lot of people get good results with it, but most people don't realize it's there, so it's it's really handy.
0: Okay, in the last minute here, do you have any tips on what to do to make our animation stand out? Because obviously, all these tools have their own little tips and tricks and stuff like that. But is <laughs> there is there one thing that you would recommend we do to? Um, try to make these animations be a little different maybe than what everyone else is doing
2: sure well I'd, I'd start with just trying to create something original um, anything new or different always stands out so if you've got some content that you've used already or you're just creating some new images you know use your own content versus just using images on the on the templates and just get creative with the tools start playing with them and uh, mix it up a bit between gifs and short video I think I think the thing is to optimize them for the platform you're on like some of them will work better on Facebook. Some will work better on, on Instagram. And to uh, to just you know think about just making that first view of the image eye catching. I saw I think it was Sue B. Zimmerman's been doing some Instagram posts where she's just animating, and I believe she's using a GIF tool to do it. Uh, she's got like the different images, but she's animating the title on the on the. Uh, Mm. On the visual, so and same with how you guys have been doing it. Whatever tool you use doesn't matter. Is it's just getting that, just that, just that eye-catching. It might be, it might be that they're they're coming in to look at the description then, and the real content is in the description. But you can't get them to look at your content unless they the image catches their eye in the first place. So, uh, yeah, I think I think just sometimes subtle movement can be just as powerful as a full on full on video.
0: Well, folks, there you have it. Um, there's a lot of tools and a lot of options to easily create animated visuals without you having to get behind the camera and be animated yourself. (laughs) So I would strongly (laughs) encourage you to get out there and try some of these cool tools. Donna, tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the great things you've got going on.
2: Thanks, Mike. Well, you can find me at my website, sociallysorted.com.au. It's an Australian one. Or on and that's my or .com.au forward slash blog is my blog and I'm on Twitter, Facebook and most of the socials uh, with at Socially Sorted so yeah and we've got a few recent posts about, uh, about animated visuals so dive in Awesome Thank you very much for having me
0: Donna it's my great pleasure thank you so much for sharing all your insight and knowledge with us Thanks Mike Well thank you again to Donna for bringing us all those valuable tools if there was anything that we mentioned you didn't catch it simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 241. Also, if you are new, hit the subscribe button. We don't want you to ever miss a future episode of this podcast. We've got some great stuff coming. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you virtually next week because I'll be at the conference, but trust me, the show's coming. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change